More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Glad you're with us. Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Um, I never realized how often the Attorney General in New York uh, specifically ran on a platform that pledged to target one man and one family, and that being Donald Trump and the Trump Organization. But we've got the audio to prove it. As the AG now is investigating the the Trump family and and now, you know, Ivanka and and Don Jr. and Eric Trump, they're all being dragged into it. The only thing the the Manhattan D.A. apparently might have found is, oh, they gave a free scholarship to uh, the child of an employee and they had a company car and a company apartment. By the way, that would represent every single company, probably without exception in the state of New York especially New York City. Um, and is that the worst? Okay, do, do you want me to pay back taxes on that when you're dealing with a company that's that's dealing with billions, not millions? You know, you're not going to have the perfect tax return because any on any given year, you give accountants, five big firms, the same information. They're all going to come up with a different calculation. That's because the laws are so convoluted and difficult to interpret. Anyway, here is the AG of New York making campaign promises before she got elected. We'll never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. What is fueling my soul right now is Trump. Will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day. Uh, How would you feel if an attorney general with all the power of that office was going after you or your family? Now, Democrats don't have a problem with it because they just hate Donald Trump. And as long as I guess it's not happening to them, why should they care? Uh, I wouldn't want a conservative attorney general targeting a family or individuals by name running a campaign and then following through on the campaign promise, which appears to be happening. 
Uh, Eric Trump is with the Trump Organization. Um, I, well, I'm going to be honest. When I saw the tape put together, and I had, I had put one together previously, now that I saw some of the other new available video that's come out, I was I was shocked, to be honest with you. Sean, I'm, I'm rarely shocked by anything anymore. I mean, you and I have been speaking about politics for, what, six, seven years at this point, and, you know, we lived the Russia hoax, right, where the FBI uh, illegally spied on my father's campaign and made up collusion stories. You saw impeachment one. You saw what they did to Kavanaugh. You saw impeachment two. I mean, the lens at which these people will do to effectively weaponize politics, weaponize, um, you know, the criminal justice system, weaponize the DOJ. I mean, we've seen time and time again, and, you know, they do the same thing in New York now, right? You have an attorney general in New York named Letitia James. She's the most unethical attorney general. She ran on the campaign promise. And, And by the way, she's not that smart because she put this all on video. She ran on the campaign promise of taking down Donald Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm going to follow his money. I'm going to go after his kids. I'm going to go after everybody in his orbit. He's going to know my name. I mean, she's on camera. I mean, you just played a little bit of it, literally laughing about this. She has one clip where she goes, I'm going to go into attorney general's office every single day. I'm going to sue Donald Trump and his family, and then I'm going to go home. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it the next, you know, the same thing the next day. I mean, this is crazy. In fact, you know, just earlier this morning, she sent out a campaign, you know, soliciting campaign contributions, talking about my father. My father's not even in office anymore. It's it's insane. But, you know, she wants to depose my brother. She wants to depose my sister. And so finally this week we sued her. But this is the deep state that my father's been talking about for years. They weren't successful in taking down my father in Washington, D.C., despite the fact that they tried over and over and over again. And so what do they do? They send it to their cronies in New York to try and take him down, and it's disgusting. And honestly, I used to have a lot of faith in the legal system in this country. I have no faith in it anymore, because a, a prosecutor in the United States of America shouldn't be able to make the promise on a campaign that she's going to target somebody in their family, that she's going to harass those people, that she's going to go after them day and night, and then actually get into office and do exactly that. I mean, Sean, it should be illegal. It's um, it's third-rate stuff that we see in this country. And Letitia James is really, she's probably the most unethical prosecutor in, uh, in the history of this nation. Every person should be shocked by this. What really scares me, I mean, I'm looking at this January 6th committee. You got the biggest purveyor of election lies um, the congenital liar, that would be Adam Schiff. The committee is trying to make the case that, oh, it was the, the president's rhetoric about the election and irregularities and laws not being followed, etc., that caused what happened on January 6th. But now we've been able to break this down. And, and as you know, I discovered that your father, as the law requires, authorized calling up up to 20,000 National Guardsmen and women to be utilized. Uh, The process then was handed over, as per chain of command, to Nancy Pelosi and Mayor Bowser, and they both rejected your father's authorization of the National Guard. Now, I would argue if they had followed his, his authorization, January 6th never would have happened. They would have been prepared. But this committee chairman now is saying that, Nancy Pelosi's off limits. Well, why isn't she answering the question? Why did you not call up the guard knowing we just had a summer of 574 riots, dozens of dead Americans, thousands of injured cops, billions in property damage, knowing there are always bad actors in big crowds? Why did you not anticipate this? Why did you reject the help? Why did you not listen to the Capitol Police chief? I'm going on too long here. 
well, Sean, either it's because they're incompetent or they wanted exactly this uh, to happen. And there are some real questions about January 6th. I mean, there are people on top of, you know, large scaffolding directing people to do things. And, you know, it's really interesting. They haven't never gotten called be- you know, before committees. You have people who go into the Capitol who've taken selfies, who've gotten months and months in jail, but yet... You know, they have people where they have pictures of their faces on top of large scaffolding directing them into a building, and yet they're not willing to find those people. You know, they're not willing to ask Nancy and, you know, get the communications why she didn't actually bring in 20,000 National Guard troops. You know, why aren't they willing to ask those questions? Because they want this investigation to be one directional, right? There's no question about it. It's no different than the Russia hoax. They wanted the, you know, they planted misinformation out there. They made up lies. They brought lies to the FBI. They knew the dossier was totally fake, and they ran with it for years. If we didn't have people like you, Sean, that, that didn't unpeel the onion, as you said, if you didn't have guys like me out there fighting this every single day for the nonsense that it was because there was no collusion with Russia, it was a total fallacy, it was a total sham, they would have gotten away with this. And they're perfectly happy because all they were trying to do is smear a president who did a damn good job for this country, who did a phenomenal, phenomenal job for this country. And, you know, isn't it amazing? Now you have this guy in the White House. The guy can't spell his name. He doesn't know what year it is. The other day he said, we're going to, we have a lot to be optimistic for in, you know, 2020. Uh, 2020. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting considering it's 2022. We have a lot to be thankful for in 2020. The guy doesn't know what year it is. He can't complete the sentence without Eric. Eric and, he, and yet he, he doesn't entire... know what let's go Brandon means. How could you not know that? Well, of course. And then, Sean, but beyond all of that, look at gas prices right now. They've doubled. Look at, you know, what Russia's going to probably do to the Ukraine, amassing troops along the southern border. Look at the bare shelves we have all over this country. Look at rampant inflation. Look at the fact that, you know, businesses can't even reopen because they can't get employees. I mean, I can go down the list. Look at how every country around the world is literally laughing at this commander-in-chief because they all know he's a joke, right? Yet... Congress is spending their entire time on on January 6th. Now, they're not spending any of their time. I remember I was in Washington for some of this while you had protesters, violent protesters, trying to rip down the White House fence when they were burning chapels literally directly across from the White House, when they were burning down police stations and courthouses in Seattle and Portland and Chicago. I was in New York when they were staging pallets of bricks, Sean all over the streets of New York with a little map sending people to them so they could pick up those bricks and throw them through store windows. No, the FBI isn't paying attention to any of those. They're paying attention to, you know, the nice person wearing the, you know, Trump hat holding an American flag who took a selfie in the Capitol. You know, Sean, it's disgusting. And this entire country, you know, sees through it. And so many people don't want to talk about it because they don't think it's politically correct. Well, if, if, if we had equal justice, though, an equal application of our laws, why, where's the committee investigating the 574 riots that killed dozens of Americans, what? injured thousands of cops and caused billions in property damage? Where is that committee? Well, if you had a Republican attorney general who was going out, who made a campaign promise to take down Barack Obama and to go after Malia and Sasha and to go after his family and to investigate everybody in his orbit and to go into office every day and sue all of them and then go home and do it all over again and, you know, fundraise and make money off of them. And then they actually started doing that. Sean, they would be in jail. You know, that's illegal. You're not allowed to do it. Not only is it unethical, it's illegal. But yet, for some reason, they do it to us. And you know what? We're really lucky as a family. We've got loud voices, and we're willing to fight back. At this point, we don't care. We're willing to fight back, and we'll fight back harder. And we had to do that in Russia, and we had to do that in impeachment one. We had to do it in impeachment two. And my father did it during Kavanaugh, and he did it a 100 other times where they tried to come after him. 
you know, and, and we're willing to do it every single day. But this is not how the United States of America should act. We're the best country in the world, and sometimes we act as a banana republic, and it has to stop. And I, I think that's, Sean, really why my father is po- more popular right now than ever before. I think you have the whole country that realizes what a disaster we have right now in the White House and what a great job my father actually did, because sometimes it takes a disaster to have something to compare job kind of performance to. But they are seeing the unequal scales of justice, whether it be the people of January 6th who have been so horribly treated um, or whether it be the you know total unequal scales of justice you know as it pertains to the way they treat Republicans versus the way they treat Democrats, you know the rigged institutions we have in this country. The Democrats have rigged every institution in this country, whether it be the military, the DOJ, the FBI, you know higher education, lower education, school boards, um, you know uh, the pharmaceutical industries, the medical industries. I mean, there isn't a single industry in this country that the Democrats haven't sunk their claws into, and they've done it on purpose. And it's a deeply dangerous thing for this country, and I think people are really kind of getting very well, smart to exactly what's happening out there. What I learned in the in the four years, five years, I guess, really, since your, your dad ran, and I guess six now, I knew him, I knew him for 25 years. Uh, I've known you for many years. We've been friends for many years. Is uh, all of this? I never would have thought that I would say on the air. I don't believe we have equal justice under the law or equal application of our laws. I never thought I would say that on a regular basis. I see the country now criminalizing political differences. You know, here's look. Look at what happens with Joe Biden. He goes to Georgia, excoriates the state of Georgia. Uh, he's been a senator for five hundred thousand years in Delaware. And they have the most restrictive voting laws there. You have an attorney general that is suing Texas and Georgia. Georgia has 17 days early in-person voting available for the people of Georgia. Um, Delaware has zero. Every Georgia precinct has what's called a drop box where people can easily drop off their ballot. Uh, Delaware has zero. Um, You have literally the most accessible laws in the country. Both states require voter ID. Why didn't Merrick Garland go after Delaware? Why is he going after, you know, the Delaware, the restrictive state, and Georgia, the state with all the accessibility you could ever want for voting? Why did he go after that state? Sure. Yeah, why is Letitia James going after Eric Trump and Ivanka Trump and the rest of our family? Yeah, Letitia James won't go after Hunter Biden. You know, I'm a guy that goes to bed normally at about 10 o'clock at night. I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm the first person to work. No drugs ever in my life, barely any drinking, great father, you know, spend my life, very clean life. Yet a person who has pictures of crack pipes on laptops and, you know, prostitutes and, you know, taking money out of China and taking diamonds and other things from all different nations around the world and, you know, sitting on... Nothing nothing happens. You know, but it's really amazing. So, you know, Eric Trump, the guy who normally falls asleep with a beagle in his lap at 10 o'clock, they go after him. But yet, you know, Hunter Biden, the crack pipes and the prostitutes and, you know, the sketchy deals with China, you know, nothing to see there. I mean, Sean, people are sick and tired of, of this nonsense. And, um, and again, right, last, I, I, last question, but you only have 30 seconds. Sure. Well, I, I know your father and I asked you this, whether you think and want him to run again. Describing what you're describing, why would you bother? And I'd make a prediction, you know, and I don't think good people are ever going to want to serve watching this. I think I think they're going to say, who the hell needs this? And my question is, you know, he could play golf. If he announced I'm not running for president, I guarantee you all of this crap would go away tomorrow. Sure. 
You know why? Why? Because no one else can save this country. And I mean, that. who's going to do it? Chris Christie? I mean, give me a break. I mean, who else on that stage is going to go out to do what my father did? No one could have faced I agree storm. with you. First of all, Sean, they wouldn't have won. Second of all, they would have withered away in about two days flat. Um, you know, and, and my father's the one guy who can fight it. You know, we're very fortunate as a country, we, as a, you know, as a family, um, as a company, we can fight this nonsense and we can push back. We have the voice to do it. We have the resources to do it. And and frankly, um, you know, that's the only reason we're here right now. If we didn't have that voice, if we didn't have those resources, they would have eaten us up and, and chewed us up and literally spit us out. I'll tell you and, one uh, other we're, thing we're, you we're have. We're fighting for the United States of America. We're fighting for red, white, and blue, the greatest country in the world, and we're just not going to let it down. We're not. And I, I got to let you go, but you also have millions and millions of Americans behind you. I know Eric Trump, thanks for being with us. Um, 800-941-SEAN is our number. All right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Bridget is in the state of Taxachusetts, actually now being outdone by New York and California. But anyway, uh, glad you called, Bridget. I will say this. Boston is a beautiful, fun city. I can say that, but it's not worth the money. Well, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm not originally from here, so I'm just letting you know that. You're not um, from Boston? No, I'm from Western New York. What's going on? So um, this is kind of backtracking to the mandates uh, for healthcare workers. I was terminated from my position in October. It was like the first round of terminations that came out. And um, I have a medical issue. I have a, a blood clotting disorder. However, I was told that... Um, in the first communications from my hospital that we could not use any of that, that they were not contraindicated indicated with any of the vaccines. So that kind of took that off the plate. So I went for the next was the religious um, exemption and it was denied. So I lost my job. It's been three months. I've had no money coming in and I'm like all the thousands of other healthcare workers struggling and not knowing what to do next. Um, and I can't work anywhere. I've done healthcare traveling through See, the years. I, I for, don't. This is the problem. What you're describing, I don't know specifically what your blood clotting disorder is, but it's very dangerous. I know this. Um, yes. What is the drug that people take? I think Plavix. Is that the right one? Maybe. Uh, maybe not. To take. Yeah. I, I take Azarelta. <laughs> okay, you don't have to. You you don't have to tell me any of the details. But you have a blood it's clotting. Okay. I'm just trying to remember the commercial, um, but just not to get distracted. But you have this this issue. You have a medical doctor. Your medical doctor makes that determination based on your medical history and your current medical condition. And this is what the problem is with one size fits all medicine. I, I, I interviewed a, a lovely girl. She was, I think, what, 20 or 21, something like I don't I don't remember. But two years prior, she had had another vaccine. And had, there was, and it resulted in her being paralyzed for like a couple of months. Her dream college was Brigham Young in Hawaii. Now, this was not a Brigham Young problem. It was a state of Hawaii problem. And because she wasn't vaccinated, she couldn't go to her dream school. And, and this right. drives me crazy. It's like there are rare conditions like yours that 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 make it impossible medically for you to take the vaccine according to your own doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not playing one on radio. But the point is, 
why why the why are they so rigid the rigidity here is unbelievable and then everybody else f your freedoms and all this other stuff it makes no sense there are people that have and are seeking religious exemptions because of deeply held religious beliefs well i thought conscientious subjector status was something liberals like but only when it's convenient Right. Um, I mean, and, you know, this issue that I have, I only found out about it three years ago because I ended up in the hospital. Um, So it's a legitimate issue. It's a major issue. And for me and my health, you know, I can't chance taking a vaccine. I don't know what will happen with it. However, I'm at the end here and I've depleted all my savings. And this is where people are. And I'm frustrated and I'm angry and uh, just disgusted and not knowing what to do next i can't work anywhere in healthcare. that is let me ask i i, I don't have a, a a good answer for you um because i you know off the top of my head you know my my suggestion should to you would be to find a way to make a living and i don't know what that means for you um do you, I, I know it's inappropriate but if you don't have to answer can i ask what your age is I am 53 years old, and I that's was a tough age to make a career years. change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to do that. It's just that after 28 years of being in healthcare, it was a good um, income. Um, you know, I'm willing to start over and start at square one and make the income I made 30 years ago. That's okay. However, now that it's in place, um, I I took a conditional job offer. Now I was told today that I have to reveal my vaccination status as of today. Yep, it's happening everywhere. You know, the only Correct. thing I'd say is now most experts were expecting the Supreme Court to weigh in on vaccine mandates. And it, it could happen any hour at any point at any day now, even today. And the consensus is, is that they will lift the vaccine mandate for companies but maybe not for hospitals, specifically government-run hospitals. You might get, you might get a a stay of relief here. There's a possibility. I'll hope for that for you, um, and for okay. many other people in similar situations. Um, but the but the bottom line is is you've got to assume, you know, wait for this decision to come in. But once that decision comes in, you've got to find a way to provide for yourself. And it's oh, not going to be easy. I have two job offers, and you know I'm, okay. I'm trying to go forward with out, outside of healthcare, and that's fine. I'll start over. It's just getting frustrating now because you know, like you said, it's still at the Supreme Court, but yet they have this other uh, mandate in place where I have to give up my personal medical information to take a job. And that's it's, an it's such an inv- well. uh, maybe I'm one of the few Americans left that actually believes in medical privacy freedom and doctor patient confidentiality you know everybody's been demanding what about you hannah what's your status how about it's none of your freaking business you know i decided not to talk about myself number one i'm a private person anyway naturally linda how private am i right very um and i'm a recluse especially during the work week and uh the fact that they were demanding i do it i'm like uh go jump in a lake because now you're making me never do it and the other thing is, is the more I thought about it, I don't want people to be influenced by what I decide. I want right. people to make their own decisions, doing their own research, listening to the experts we bring on the program. Uh, maybe you agree or disagree with them. We, I, I interview people I agree with and disagree with. But just to inform yourself 
And more importantly, now that we have all these breakthrough cases and and vax boosted and natural immunity is not stopping Omicron, um, we have spent more time talking about monoclonal antibodies and these antivirals that doctors are talking about. But it's sad to me because we're giving up liberty and freedom and this this fear that has gripped this nation. You know, the words land of the free home and the brave is some is is meant to mean something. And I'm telling you right now, I do not live my life in fear of COVID-19. I know people that do, and I've seen the worst of it. I know what it can do. But I also know that these therapeutics taken early, especially monoclonals, work. And I've seen it every single time. I've not lost a single person that I know that came to me and asked me what what, what I would do. And I take all the time that's necessary. I was on the phone last night. A friend of mine out in Oregon. He's older. He has a he has comorbidities. He was having trouble breathing. And I I said, can I please talk to you? Give me your doctor's number. I want to talk to your doctor. And the doctor had already made the decision to give him monoclonal antibodies, and he's going to be fine. I'm very confident of that. So it's great that he's in a state where he can get them, right? So right. Well, I was surprised. Oregon, I thought I was going to have like a lot of trouble. That sort of thing. I think it would be a little bit more difficult. New York, uh, believe it or not, I found places, and I know places where you can get them. And I share all that information with people when they call contact me. I, I'm I'm trying to help people. Look, right. I, and but I also add, but you got to ask your own doctor. Uh, you know, don't listen just to me. Ask your own doctor. Because, you know, right. all these people that were so wrong, you know, Dr. Joe Biden saying, if you get the vaccine, you'll never get COVID. Dr. Fauci, a real doctor. Uh, if you get the vaccine, you're never going to get COVID. That's, it's total bull. And they, you know, and now they said, well, at least it protects you from dying. Well, I mean, maybe at this point in time, but the way this thing keeps changing, God only knows what's going to happen next. And well, they just brings to the fact that I'm sorry to interrupt brings to the fact that now healthcare workers who have COVID or test positive who are symptomatic or asymptomatic are allowed to work. Meanwhile, people like me have lost our livelihood. I, I mean, it's just it's dumbfounding. Well, I wish it's, you the best. I really do. And I, I, I hope a great opportunity opens up for you. And maybe this court ruling can impact your case uh, and change it immediately and they would rehire you. I I would hope that happens for you. Uh, Anyway, so I've been watching the court case and uh, pray, pray every day. Amen. Yeah, we can't pray enough. Uh, Let's say hi to Paul in Virginia. What's up, Paul? How are you? Uh, Doing well, Sean. Thanks for taking my call and uh, being being a a voice of the truth. Thank you for giving Uh, me this microphone. I can't do it without you. (laughs) <laughs> you have, uh, my audience can fire me at any point. I, I've never forgotten that. Well, it, it's always nice to be humbled, right? So uh, last Friday broadcast, uh, you had uh, requested one thing um, our administration has done. And that one thing is um, our administration's been successful uh, in destroying our supply chain. We're a small manufacturing uh, facility. Um, our staff, we work tirelessly every day. And with the, with the destruction of the sub- supply chain, we're limited on manufacturing now. We have up to six to six That's terrible in materials and products. That's terrible. Uh, we're, all, 
all good. By the way, steel, aluminum, plastics. You know, uh, Biden empty stuff. shelves has gone viral. It's it's happening everywhere. It's so sad. You know, bare shelf Biden is now trending all over the place. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, that's terrible. And, and naturally, we have to pass the cost off uh, to the consumer. Sure. But also the con- consumer demand is being outweighed by prices. You know, it really is unbelievable to me. And then everything we buy at every store costs more because of his stupid economic and energy policies. And all of these things can be fixed. But their main focus now is on, you know, build back better socialism or build back broke, as I call it. And the, you know, getting rid of voter ID and allowing illegal immigrants the right to vote. It's insane, which they're now doing in New York municipality elections. Um, I would only say this. And, you know, I will tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fortunate. Um, I have a car dealer friend of mine. I leased my car my, and, and my daughter's car recently. He called me. What? What was it? Six. He called me six months ago. Yeah, it was six months ago. He said, your daughter's lease is up in six months. Yours is up in nine months. And he goes to me, you got to order it now and put down a deposit or I won't be able to get you a car. Now, you might think, oh, Hannity, he's just trying to sell you a car. No, no, no. Not at all. This is a really legitimate guy. He did it as a courtesy and a heads up to a, a customer that's pretty loyal to them. And so, you know, my daughter got her car. Mine will come in at the proper time, I guess, in a couple of months. But I'll tell you, the fact that they can't even, the the average cost of a used car now is $29,000. That is insane. If you can find one, Um, the cost of, I know people that are actually buying out their leases and selling because they had a lease price pre-COVID, and then selling the, the, the automobile and making like $20,000 profit. Like they, had, they got a free lease. It's insane. Uh, but I'm very sorry for your business. Can, I, can we give your business a plug? What's your business? Um, actually, Scotty Signs. Oh, you do signs? Yes, sir. Okay. And you do, do you yeah. do billboards? What kind of signs you do? Um, uh, commercial. Commercial. Uh, uh, and we also work with national accounts as well. Well, I hope you can get the supplies and keep you guys working. I remember when I was a contractor, I came up on a moment where I was about to run out of work and I put all my eggs in one big basket for a very big job. And I didn't know if it was going to come through and it came through at just the right moment. It's, it's kind of scary when you know that what you decide and how you decide it can impact other people's lives. I didn't li- I did not like as a young guy having control over other people's lives some of whom were married with mortgages and kids i'm like i just i don't need this pressure i'm i'm 22 years old but i managed to pull it off thankfully and and at what point does common sense prevail (laughs) okay common sense is not that common anymore (laughs) all right my friend god bless you paul appreciate you being with us all right, that's going to wrap up uh, things for today. Ted Cruz's beatdown of the FBI today. He'll join us. Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, on what we have now discovered about this uh, corrupt, predetermined outcome committee, the January 6th committee. Uh, the biggest single day ever of positive COVID cases, thanks to Joe Biden. And we still don't have tests and we don't have 
monoclonals and we don't have antivirals. Dr. Oz will join us on that. Kevin McCarthy, he is on fire, says he wants to investigate Nancy Pelosi and would strip some Democrats of committee assignments. Leo 2.0 Terrell, Laura Trump, 9 Eastern, set your DVR. We'll see it tonight, as always, 9 p.m. And then back here tomorrow, you make this show possible. We never thank you enough. See you tonight. See you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.